Hey everybody, along with William Halliday, I'm Cooper Harrelson, and you are listening to the Tiger Take Podcast. All right, William, last time we met, the Auburn-Alabama basketball game had just concluded, and so they dropped that game 75 to 79. Since then, they dropped the second game on the road, 64 to 58, and they came back home against Vandy, got a good win, and then went to Ole Miss, and even though Lane Kiffin said it'd be a great day to beat Auburn, they in fact did not, and won 91 to 77. So overall, a great second half, not a great first half at all for Auburn, uh, but in the second half, they pulled they pull things away. They shot 73.3% in the second half, so just a great win there. Uh, what are your thoughts, William? Well, first, you can't trust everything that Lane Kiffin says about Auburn. Yeah. He, 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 he tells us that he's coming to Auburn to come be our coach via a source, but mm-hmm. then he ends up turning back on that commitment, and then he says, oh, it's going to be a good day in Ole Miss. Well, it didn't look like that for, you know, uh, the second half at least. Um, first half looked mm-hmm. good well. for Ole Miss. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, in the first half, you know, they were shooting the ball well. Um, threes were dropping for them. And it just seemed like they were going to run out of the gym with uh, with a win. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn kept his course. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept the game close. They came back in the second half and just played a lot better defense, I'd say, um, holding them to probably around 30 points or something in the second half where uh, Ole Miss outscored them um, in the first half. But I, I really admire the effort that Auburn played on both ends of the court, especially in the second half. Would have liked to see two halves put together, but uh, overall it was a good game to – just kind of in the week on, especially going into mm-hmm. the Bama matchup this Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Wanted to get y'all Bruce's initial thoughts real quick. This is his opening statement at the press conference after the Ole Miss game. That's the best one of the year, you know, for us um, to come into this building um, with this incredible fan base uh, at Ole Miss. Um, we all we all recognize that those that don't recognize that um, I think there's a lot of respect between the two schools. Um, a lot of Auburn kids go to Ole Miss, and there's some Ole Miss kids that go to Auburn, and um, it's a healthy rivalry. Yeah, it is a hefty rivalry for sure. Um, you know, like we were talking about playing Kevin earlier, there's definitely some back and forth going out there, a lot of chit-chat for sure. Um, and even our own RUF intern, Lucy Brennan, she came from Ole Miss, and now she she's our wonderful intern here at Auburn. But Bruce also went on to – just, you know, how great the fan base was. It was just super loud. Uh, he said it was probably just the most difficult environment they played in all year. Well, first of all, Chris Beard's a great coach. He's got a great staff. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard to develop culture in in six, six months. But I told him before the game, I said, what you've done in six months took me three years to do at Auburn. You know, um, and this this crowd – this environment, the town last night, I went out to the grocery store for dinner. I know it's something else. It's not just the grocery store, whatever it is. Man, what a um, – just, just the – it's nice. You know, it's, 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 it's big time. Fans were out, but they were all really respectful. Um, got a good thing here. And so um, it was a big weekend. Sold out crowd. And they were – this was this hard environment that we'll play against. Except our guys, our guys responded, didn't quit, didn't panic. So it's a big, 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 big win for us. First off, I just want to know where Bruce got the grocery store. 
Uh, that's my <laughs> initial thought, but also, yeah, just what a what a response from Auburn. Like, you know, you got the rowdy Ole Miss crowd. They got their student section. You even got, like, Morgan Freeman cheering against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just overall a great win uh, by Auburn. Was that a quad one win? Yes, it was a quad one win, Cooper, and thank you for mentioning that because that was Auburn's first quad one win of the season. Ugh, finally. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. For that to happen, I believe we're now one and four in quad one. Uh, I believe um, could be wrong about that, but you know Auburn's now got three more opportunities to get some quad one wins. Mm-hmm. You know, with Alabama, Florida, mm-hmm. um, and then whoever's after Florida. But I mean, you you gotta capitalize on the op- these opportunities when they come up, um, and that's what Auburn did uh, in this game, especially in the second half. As I was talking about uh, some stats for you, Cooper. Um, that I was looking at um, on the stats broadcast page, you had Janai Broom and Chad Baker Mazzara uh, have great second halves compared to the first half, uh, where they scored like basically none. Um, Chad Baker Mazzara um, for the game was plus twenty and plus minus. Um, it was ridiculous. Um, it was a crazy showing. Uh, Janai Broom not far behind him at plus seventeen. Uh, and in the second half, uh, both of them combined for 27 points. Mm. Um, and it, it, that's just a great stat to have, I believe, um, uh, with everything that happened in the first half, especially, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on just some individual performances Mm. that happened. But, um, yeah, what what were your thoughts? Yeah. It was just seeing the response, like, you know, as a coach, if you go into that first half and you're like, man, like Janai Broom, you got like no points. Chris Moore also didn't get any points. You got like Chad Baker Rosario only got three. So definitely not a great showing, but it's it's really cool to see. Like I want to point out Chad Baker Mazzara. Uh, he's definitely showing himself as a leader of this team. We're going to play a little clip here where Bruce describes kind of the story at halftime uh, where basically all the coaches got out of the room and Chad Baker Mazzara uh, took a little leadership. Well, um, you know what? It, 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 it... This is their team. Um, I've coached a lot of teams. I hope to coach a few more. Um, and it's their team. And so one of the things that, that Chad did, uh, I got out of the locker room pretty quickly. Um, all I said was, hey, we want to win this game. We can't give him 44. But he got my demeanor. And then Chad and Janai and the other guys, they, they said what needed to be said. Um, and um, and then we came in. We talked about the things we need to do. And they went out and players did it. Yeah, uh, just hearing that uh, about Chad and, you know, Janai, um, sometimes players do have to step up in these moments where the coach can only say so much just to hype up his team, but players are what uh, drive that energy, and I think that's what you got from Chad and uh, Janai. I mean, mm-hmm. just it's important on the players' parts because, you know, the coach can, can't, you know, get them to play with more energy. They have to do that themselves, and the way mm-hmm. that they did that was – you know, with two leaders like Chad and uh, Janai just psyching up the team and just getting them revving up, you know, mm-hmm. the engine, as yeah. you said, mm-hmm. uh, for that. But uh, another th- thing I wanted to speak on um, just as much as a great win that Auburn had, uh, Ole Miss, you know, I I want to speak to kind of the culture that, you know, uh, that uh, – what am I blanking on? Uh, coach for Ole Miss. Uh, Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Chris Beard had uh, just what Bruce Pearl said about his culture. It it it's definitely a culture that after this first year, a winning culture that he's kind of uh, you know brought up here in Ole Miss. I mean, you saw the crowd uh, at Ole Miss. I hadn't seen like a 
a student section like that at mm -hmm. Ole Miss in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went last time, when I went to the Ole Miss or the Pavilion uh, there in Oxford, you know, the student section was basically empty. Uh, but now it's full, and that was a great environment for Auburn and Miami, especially. Uh, and I'm glad that they could pull out a win in, in that big of an environment. It shows what they can do, especially in the future when they go to Tennessee mm -hmm. or say, um, you know, especially when we play against Kentucky, yeah. um, even though that's at home. But still just when you had not as great of performances against Alabama and Mississippi State on the road and to have a big road win like that that was a quad one opportunity yeah. against Ole Miss was huge. And I think they can only build on that, especially with Alabama mm -hmm. coming up. Uh, and I think that's a great transition point, Cooper. Mm -hmm. uh, we can just go ahead and start talking about uh, Alabama. So what we got on Alabama that you think we should talk about? Man, it's, what what a game. Um, I know Denai Broom, uh, you were just talking about earlier, he, he did the post-game interview with Andy Bertram of the Auburn Sports Network. Uh, and as they conclude their interview, uh, Andy's like, hey, we got the Alabama game coming up, and this was Janai's response. All right, you're back at home. I mean, there's there's time to celebrate this one tonight, and then... Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, coming back to, to your place on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's personal. Uh, this next game. Enough said. Yep. Congratulations, War Eagle. Sure. War Eagle. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> so, um, but, man, just another opportunity in the national spotlight, you know, after, like you were saying earlier, just... You know, not where he gets Alabama and Mississippi State uh, on that national spotlight. Then we kind of get the win in Vandy, but not everybody was watching that. And then we get that Ole Miss on the national spotlight again, and we win that. So this is just another chance for Auburn to kind of prove themselves as a top, you know, 15, 10 caliber team uh, in this huge matchup against Bama. With the new rankings coming out just today, Auburn's down number 12, and Alabama's going to be 16. So two very tight-knit teams. Uh, but we'll see how much an effect the jungle will have. Yeah, and it's going to be huge, especially when it comes to SEC standings, because I believe if Auburn wins this game, unless something else with South Carolina is going to happen, uh, or there's a tiebreaker here and there, mm -hmm. but I believe if Auburn wins this game, they could take control back of first place in the SEC, mm -hmm. where Ole, or Alabama is just with one loss, Auburn's with two. Mm -hmm. If they can deal with this tiebreaker, mm -hmm. something could happen. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because you know Alabama has a win over South Carolina, Mm -hmm. um, we don't yet, so that would be just huge, just getting one step closer to possibly mm -hmm. getting back um, number one uh, in the SEC. Mm -hmm. uh, still going to be a long season, though, um, for that race, but it would be huge, especially considering that, you know, Alabama's kind of had a firm grip on the SEC mm -hmm. uh, in the past, at least since last season up until this season. Uh, and I think it would do wonders just for, you know, the rest of the conference if they Auburn could somehow beat uh, – if Auburn beats Alabama this Wednesday uh, and definitely just shake up what could happen and who can get the who could get the regular season tournament mm -hmm. uh, championship. Yeah, for sure, because you got, you know, Alabama, like you said, at the top of the stands, they're like in one conference play. Then you got South Carolina and Auburn, they're 7-2, and, and then Tennessee is 6-2. and two. So they Tennessee still has a game in hand, but you got – four teams within a game of each other. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting to watch as we get into this uh, final month or two of SEC basketball. It's going to be so much fun to watch, and I can't wait to watch it all go down. Some things that stand out to me since, you know, talking about this Bama game um, and what it could do for the um, SEC standings. Uh, it's kind of preview that game. Uh, you know, since last game, first or the game when we played when, and played them in Tuscaloosa, 
Uh, it was a poor shooting uh, performance, especially in the first half, I know, uh, and didn't really get it going until the second half and when we kind of closed it to a one-possession game mm. uh, where Chad Baker was on missing free throws that could have potentially tied it or I can't remember if it was to take the lead, but it, it would have been close and just to – to have that win would have been huge, but you know Auburn gets to come back into this game at home with its fan base behind them, and I think you know it'll be important because the last time we saw them, I believe they were the number one ranked offense in the nation right okay. now. They're number two, mm-hmm. um, I believe, behind Purdue, but still, you know, there's still an offense to be reckoned yeah. with, and mm-hmm. you know Auburn is still a great defense, with a top five defense, um, and a top twelve offense. Um, so they're great in both categories um, still as they were when they faced Alabama the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to come down to making shots mm-hmm. uh, and getting consistent play from everybody, especially off the bench. Um, I think that's the strong suit still. Uh, this Auburn team has shown its death in and throughout the season, mm-hmm. uh, and that will be the focal point, especially mm-hmm. as well as, you know, Janai Broom. He had a great game last time they played. He's going to have to be dominant just like he was, but I think you're going to have to uh, kind of match Alabama's guard play with mm-hmm. Mark Sears, um, and if you could shut him down, that would be huge in this game. So yeah, I, and I think yeah, just touching on like you know did I bring like the defense? I think that's going to be uh, the key of the game for me because Alabama they have they're first in the nation in points per game, uh, and then fourth in three pointers per game in the nation. So I think. Shutting them down, like just in that three points specifically, like that's what killed us in the in the game uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, so I think really the key is just the defense and holding them down because they're also top twenty-five in uh, field goal percent percentage. So they definitely, like you said, not an offense to be reckoned with. Um, so I think really it's going to be like taking care of the ball, uh, taking taking advantage of your opportunities, and just locking it down on defense. Right. I think that's going to be the main key of the game. Yeah, and you you know you got to expose their defense, um, mm-hmm. which is ranked in the bottom or outside the top fifty, um, and that's something you've got to expose when you have the opportunity to do that. Um, whether it be uh, cutting past them or driving uh, past them, just knocking down at wide open threes where they're not helping um, on the their man or something like that on another man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to take care of opportunities that you know you can make, and if they're not. If those shots aren't going down, you have to rely on what's been consistent is your defense and make it, uh, you know, a close game throughout and then just buy enough time to where mm. people, players will start making shots. You know, mm. when we watched the game last year, Coop, uh, you know, they were the number one team in the country. Mm. Uh, it was a close game throughout, and I think it'll be this time, but it was about the, those closing minutes. What can we do yeah. to win this game in the closing yeah. minutes? And will they be able to pull it out compared to last yeah. year? Um you know, will Mark Sears start playing well for them? I think that's going to be key is mm-hmm. holding Mark Sears in the closing moments mm-hmm. and not letting him score mm-hmm. in those clutch moments and instead yeah. letting us do that. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the Alabama Army game is going to be Wednesday at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Uh, so that's definitely a game to look forward to everyone. Uh, William, do you have any plays for waiting in line? How, how early are you going to get there? Yeah. Um, you know, I – I believe I told Jay um, that I would volunteer in the getting in the line uh, at the earliest around one, but I don't know if it's going to be early Ooh. enough to get. That's two hours before gates will. Wait, no. That, no, because that's totally it. That. that would be three hours. That would be three and a half hours. Three and a half hours yes. before gates open. So probably people will already be there. Yeah. I, I think the deal is just as long as we get a seat, that would be nice. Yes. 
um, not standing room. That's yes. the deal um, that we can get all our friends into and that no one would be mad if anybody just <laughs> hopped in line like last yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think yeah. that's the goal for giving him a seat in the game, and it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah. So, again, 6 o'clock on ESPN2 on Wednesday. All right, let's move into the triple threat segment, uh, and I will – it feels weird introducing myself, <laughs> but I'll be doing the hockey update of the week. So – the Washington Capitals, well, overall in the NHL, it's been the all-star break. So pretty much every team has had a break for the whole week last week. Uh, but the Capitals resume play tomorrow. And overall, the league resumes play tonight. And it will be the Colorado Avalanche and New York Rangers and the Islanders and the Maple Leafs of New York and Toronto, respectfully. Uh, those two teams will be playing in about an hour from now uh, to kick off the second half of the National Hockey League 2023-24 season. Um, so the Caps had a little bit of a heartbreaking end. They played their last game of the first half on January 27th. Uh, they scored two goals in the fi- in the final two minutes or so uh, to tie the game up, but they ended up losing in overtime. Uh, but they were just seven points out of a playoff spot, which basically means you get two points per win, and so about like three or four wins – could put you back in a playoff spot. They also have three games in hand compared to uh, the second team, the, the last playoff spot. So they could definitely have – they the Caps definitely have a shot, even though if you know they haven't been super hot going to the break, they could easily turn it around and get back into a playoff spot. So we resume play tomorrow against Montreal Canadiens uh, and look to turn the season around. So one piece of news I will dive into before I hand it off to William – uh, caps forward Evgeny Kuznetsov. He is in the player assistance program, uh, and that was just announced just a couple hours ago. Uh, he'll be out indefinitely. Uh, there's no other details other than personal reasons. He missed practice today. Um, but he is the third player uh, overall in the league to enter the program of the last three weeks. And hopefully he can turn things around. Um, but, yeah, there's your hockey update of the week. All right, thank you, Coop, for that. Um So this past weekend was a huge uh, weekend for college basketball as it featured four top 10 matchups. Um, And I can't remember a time when that's happened in recent memory, Cooper, um, for this weekend. But, uh, you know, you had four games, three three of them were on Saturday. One was just yesterday on Sunday. Um, And those games were – the first game was Houston versus Kansas. Um, Well, at Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas uh, played them. Uh, and in that game, Kansas beat Houston 78-65. Uh, big game from both uh, Kevin McCuller and Hunter Dickinson. Uh, Kevin McCuller had 17 points as well as Hunter Dickinson had 20. Uh, two other players were in double digits um, all in the starting lineup. Um, but a good uh, win for Kansas after they had dropped some uh, games in conference. Probably their biggest win since uh, non-conference slate uh, where they were doing well. Uh, and I believe that boosted them back into the top five uh, for this week's poll. But, you know, Houston uh, not looking as strong of a team, especially against top teams. Um, they do have quad one wins, though, so that will be um, still important to their resume. But the next uh, game to look at was uh, Duke-North Carolina, you know, the rivalry mm-hmm. blue blood matchup. Yeah. Um, it was at North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina won that game 93-84, to still looking like a top three team that they've been all season. Um, even with the loss earlier this week, you know, they, uh, I guess Georgia Tech, they are still ranked at number three, um, even considering that one uh, point loss. But, you know, some would say that R.J. Davis got fouled 
um, in that moment in that game, but you know it didn't matter as they ended up beating Duke, uh, their arch rival in that game. Uh, and Kyle Filipowski couldn't really muster up um, enough uh, or get enough help in that game, I'd say, um, in my assessment, um, to where you know North Carolina still beat them and is seeming like the best of the two teams at the moment. We'll see what happens um, toward the end of the season when they go um, to Duke and play them. But, uh, yeah, that was a great game to watch. Um, the next game, uh, well, another thing I just want to mention about that, you know, Duke got a lot of help from their starters, but their bench didn't do much for them uh, as it's been a weak spot for them all year. But next game, Tennessee and North Carolina mm-hmm. – or, or, sorry, Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee beat Kentucky yeah. at Rupp. Um, Rick Barnes is, I believe, has a winning record against John Calipari in the SEC – um, according to my knowledge, I believe. And, you know, uh, it's also, I believe, uh, Tennessee, before Rick Barnes was there, he was, uh, they were one and like something at Rupp. Mm. Um, that was their record. And then Rick Barnes made that four wins at Rupp. He is four and five at Rupp Arena mm. um, when they played there. Yeah, I feel okay. like I saw something like they matched the number or overtook the number of wins that yeah. they had at Rupp Arena prior to. Great Barnes joy. Yeah, it's a crazy stat, um, especially. But, you know, it was a great game from Tennessee. Um, you know, all five starters played magnificently in double-digit scoring. They didn't need their superstar Dalton Connect to play um, that as great as he had been in recent weeks, posting 30. Um, but, you know, and then uh, Kentucky, they were losing uh, one of their star freshmen, DJ Wagner, was out from the starting lineup. I believe they've lost every game that he's been out of this year. Um, but, you know, they had Rob Dillingham come off the bench with 35 and uh, kept them in the game. Both teams did great scoring, but, you know, Kentucky has – what's keeping them from possibly being a national champion is their defense. They're ranked outside the top 100 in defensive efficiency. That's a terrible stat. Yeah. Um, not good. So it is not good for them, but hopefully, uh, you know, I think Coach Cal will get them to a reasonable uh, line to where maybe, maybe they can make a run, but it doesn't look like they're going to make a Final Four with that kind of defense right now. Uh, but that's from that game. And then the last game that I'll talk about was, which happened yesterday, it was Purdue versus Wisconsin, number two. Uh, was Purdue versus Wisconsin, number six. Was that Wisconsin? Uh, you know, what can you say? Purdue is on a roll there, 21-2 and two, um, on the season. They have probably – the best resume of any team uh you know in college basketball i mean i just want to put this by you coop um in the net rankings i believe they're number one uh, no they're number two but in quad one in quad one they're eight and two they have probably i believe the most quad one wins out of any team Dang. uh in the net That's uh and they haven't lost outside of quad one so that is a just an impressive resume yeah um and they added to it with that wisconsin win uh, at Wisconsin, but uh, and Zachy still playing like National Player of the Year. Um, he gets it, you know, right in the middle. Um, has a sweet baby right hook, mm-hmm. um, and can beat anybody off that move. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'll say about college basketball. That was a whirlwind, but it was a big weekend in college basketball. And I just wanted to touch on those four games. Yeah. But yeah, let's go ahead and get what is it? NFL talks. It, is, Super it Bowl. is in the Super Bowl. We are in the Super Bowl weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Both teams arrived. Uh, it's the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams arrived in the in Las Vegas yesterday, um, so it is officially Super Bowl week. Yeah, it's obviously the biggest week in the NFL, but 
that the game's going to be on Sunday at 5.30. It's going to be streaming on CBS. But, man, what, what a matchup we got here. Um, you know, both teams, uh, you got Brock Purdy and Petra Holmes. It's, it's a rematch of 2020, which I keep on forgetting, like the Super Bowl that year. Um, but it's going to be very entertaining matchup. Both really good defenses. defenses. Kansas City, they have the third best defense in yards per game. The 49ers have the second best offense in yards per game. So that's going to be a fun offensive-defensive matchup there. And of course, all the Taylor Swift's got and is going to be there. You know, it's going to be really fun. That we'll get the attention of everybody, even yeah. with the football fans just wanting to watch the actual game to the Swifties and cheering on uh, their favorite team. But uh, overall, I'm I'm excited for this matchup. It, it feels like because it's weird. I've been seeing like a lot of accounts like, oh, like I don't want either of these teams to win, but. I, I may have just out of the loop. I, I like the 49ers, mm-hmm. and I like the Chiefs' like offensive ability and, uh, and the, their ability to make plays. I think it's going to be a very entertaining matchup. Yeah. Cooper, you've heard of the conspiracy theories about Taylor Swift, right, in this Super Bowl matchup? I've heard, like, you know, I've one thing that I've heard is that Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. <laughs> like, apparently, like, you know, she has always, always been seen the 13th row. I think, like, her album went gold and, like, you know, thirteenth week or something like that. But you know what Brock Purdy's jersey number is? Thirteen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And also, you know you know what? You know, they play in the forty nineers, right? What's yeah. four plus nine? Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a lot of a lot of numbers to keep in my head. Um but you know thirteen, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> but uh, you know, I was just making a joke in reference to some, you know, some things that are being, uh, I know we don't like to get into politics um, as much, but, you know, uh, just some stuff that was going around about Taylor Swift, apparently, oh, you know, the Chiefs are supposed to win or something like that um, with Taylor Swift or something. I don't know. But that that was just something I read online. But, you know. I feel like that, about that. Yeah. But the reason I said that is because, no, my reason for uh, picking the Chiefs is not because of that. Um, I'm still picking the Chiefs to win. I've been on them uh, since the playoffs started, I believe. Um, and that's they've been my pick in every game they've played. Well, maybe. Were they were they against the Bills? Did I pick them against the Bills? Now that I think about it, maybe I was wrong. But still, last week I picked them, or the last podcast I picked them against the Ravens. Um, they, you know, the wide receivers haven't really been hurting them as m- much recently. Uh, you know, they're catching their passes. Mahomes is playing Mahomes way and Travis Kelsey that duo is uh, amazing uh, and I'm gonna just stick with Chiefs to win their what third Super Bowl um, and you know it's their fourth Super Bowl appearance in the last five years which is really crazy when you think of Dynasty it's Dynasty another Dynasty you know uh, can't really you know yeah. mess with that you know Patrick yeah, Mahomes absolutely. Patrick Mahomes people are gonna start uh, making him, you know, put him in the GOAT conversation, which rightfully he should be. Uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, it, it'll be an interesting game. But you're on the 49ers, is that what I'm hearing? I mean, the 49ers is who I want to win. Um, and I think mainly because I'm a big, like, I love Brock Purdy. I love his, um, I've heard a lot about his faith. Um, I've heard, like, in an interview, like, at the halftime, the Lions and 49ers game, like, I think he's, like, he was saying, like, you know, he's like, God, this is where I'm at um, and what you put me through. Um, so just really like, you know, having that perspective on the game of football, that's really what I like best about him. Uh, and that's why I want the 49ers to win. Uh, but I think Kansas City's offense is just too good 
Uh, and I think the Chiefs are going to come out on top of this one. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we're, we both picked the Chiefs. Um, I don't know what else we can really say uh, besides, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. What what else are you going to ask for? Yeah, because so. they, they have the most touchdowns together as a pair than any other pair of quarterback receiver in playoff history. Wow, that's a great so, stat. So I'm, I'm sure they're both going to have great games. Yeah. Uh, but if Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey both have great games, we're going to be in for a very fun matchup. I agree. I was just going to ask you what what are you looking for in the Super Bowl commercials um, that are going to be coming up? You 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 expect you have you expecting uh, a lot from it? Or I, I saw some like I saw like a Paramount Plus ad, or I didn't actually watch it. I just heard a lot about it about like a lot of Nick, Nickelodeon throwbacks. So I'm excited to watch that. Um, but my all time like favorite Super Bowl commercial. I think this had to have been like ten years ago. It was like the Doritos commercial. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was a lot of fun. But yeah. um, we'll see. I, I feel like the quality of Super Bowl commercials has gone down a little bit. I agree. Over the past few years, so we'll see if there's an improvement. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm. I really miss that Puppy Monkey Baby commercial, <laughs> dude. That uh, Puppy Monkey Baby commercial was awesome, and then the avocados from Mexico. Uh, that was a great year for commercials. But you know, would love to see a similar one. I think the one a lot of people liked from last year was the Breaking Bad one. Um, that's something I heard was really the only good one. Um, I know Will Ferrell was in one, but you know that was. Yeah. But. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll look forward to all that um, coming up. Uh, you know, uh, Super Bowl weekend will be. You know, it's not a holiday, which I really wish it was. I wish it we was. got the next day off, but you know, at, at least it's at five thirty Central Time. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, uh, Coop. I mean, we've left everything. We left anything out. I don't think so. I think this is gonna do it for the episode. Before we go, William, where can the people find you? Yeah, uh, people can find me on social media, WHalliday45 on Instagram. Uh, that's really the only social media you can find me on right now. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, I write for the Auburn Placement, auburnplacement.com, uh, and this podcast, that's where you can find me. Yeah. I can be found at Cooper Harrelson on the X platform as well as Instagram, and that's pretty much it where you can find me. And, of course, you might be able to find a few of my video board features for work if you go to – gymnastics meet or basketball game something like that but yeah otherwise that's gonna do it want to thank y'all for listening if you want to tell a friend about the episode you can go to aub.ie slash tiger take or aubi for short and it will take you to our spotify page uh but yeah thank y'all for listening everybody war eagle war eagle